0: All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and Friends. We are playing Call of Cthulhu tonight. We're continuing our uh our Horror on the Orient Express campaign. We got a full crew tonight. Uh we will most likely be leaving London tonight. Uh but now that I said that, I probably cursed it and we probably won't won't, won't do that now. So, uh but yeah, we got uh, we got a bunch of different things to kind of go over. We're kind of tr- we we got our big like the big overarching quest that is uh, Horror on the Orient Express. We got that last session. And I'll kind of give a summary and go over that again, because uh, I know Matt wasn't here, and just to kind of get everybody else uh, on the same page as to what basically this campaign is now. Uh, and so we'll cover that. Uh, but before we it's do gonna that, it's going to be
1: want- a pub crawl. We're going to stay in London. We're going to do a pub crawl. And this is going to be the session tonight. We're just going to. Pub I
0: do pub, have right? a very large list of pubs uh, that nice. I did prepare. So We're going to be playing this campaign forever. Did we go for tacos?
2: <laughs> I don't think there's... A, I don't,
0: I'm going <laughs> to guess I don't have the research on this. I'm going to guess there weren't a lot of taco places in London in 1923. I'm going to guess that. Yeah. I could be wrong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to guess no. But Okay. That's I fair. mean, we'll, we'll make one, but I'm saying historically, yeah, I don't care about historical accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a Taco Bell by the old Bailey. Uh, there you I go. knew right. it. Right. Of course. Right
3: I knew it. It's
0: going to be great. You
4: can have your tacos. I prefer bangers and mash. <laughs> Those are pretty good. Bangers and mash are great. Dirty.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. Let's just do a, uh, let's do a little intro characters really fast. Um. You all should start, by the way, if you haven't, um, I know some of you have your, your, from when we did our character, your character creation way back, like the, you the original PDFs when we did the kind of the, the life path system. Uh, but your backstory stuff is going to be important when it comes to sanity. Like when you do like your temp, like a, a sanity law, temporary sanity and that kind of stuff. Like that's where we start shifting and changing some of your backstory, uh, details. Cause that's what happens with temporary insanity and things. So you might want to start adding those to your sheet if you haven't already, or at least review them. Uh, And then there's going to be a little house rule stuff that I'm going to introduce tonight uh, in your favor uh, that it's going to kind of pull on your backstories a bit uh, as we try to get people to like you all uh, so that when you go insane or die, uh, they feel bad when it happens. Uh, Yay! Yeah, because I don't want anyone to be happy. Uh, So let's do a little intro. Let's get everyone, everyone's characters out there, who they are, all that kind of stuff. And then we'll get started. So Jeremy, tell us about Joseph Tidwell. Hello.
5: I am Joseph Tidwell, Staff Sergeant, if you please. I prefer stuntman. I was born a hideous fish man, but I've learned to lean into my strength. So people watch cinema. They want to see the hero succeed, but they don't want to get over on some lousy nincompoop. But you put them in front of a big hideous man and let me be the one to take the fall. Children cheer. They yell and they're happy. And that's because of me. I take the fall to make people happy.
0: Well done, well done, well done. Uh, and yes, the Fishman stuff has come up a few times here and there. Uh, we'll see if it ever comes up in a, in a bad way. Uh, but so far it's come up in a sort of comedic way. Uh, next up, we've got Mr. Moneybags. We've got Gregory uh, Kozel. Yeah, Chuck, tells me. about That's it.
3: me. I am
0: Mr. Moneybags. Uh, I have wealth
3: and a gun. Um, I'm like
0: Batman, kind of. Uh, it's quite fantastic. Do you have all the trinkets and things and the, the mommy daddy issues and stuff? Uh no, I'm like flashpoint Batman. I've just got money and a gun. When you uh when you go after the the the, the villain or whatever villains there might be in here, you're gonna turn out you're both gonna have the, the same mother name and then you're gonna probably side with them. Oh, awesome we're great. siblings. Yeah, like your That's mom's so precious. Name I like was it. Martha too. Stupidest thing.
3: Oh, everyone's mother is Martha.
0: Yeah. Just to be safe. Uh, Next up, uh, Melissa, tell us about Pema.
1: Yeah, so uh, Pema Namdak is our scientist. Um, She has uh, not necessarily been uh, the star of the show lately, which is totally fine because we were doing definitely non-sciencey things. So, you know, uh, opportunities to use library sciences would be uh, welcome because library use is her uh, her best stat. She is definitely a, a bibliophile nerd type. Um, one thing that I did want to mention to make sure that uh, we informed uh, Matt of is that we collectively made a personality for him last session.
0: Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's good. Does anyone remember the personality? Now it's, it's vaguely coming back to it's me. It's a
5: mime. It's,
0: it's just a, a mime. mime. That's right.
5: That's
6: right. That's right.
0: Yeah. So one of your personalities, Matt, is a mime. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you, <laughs> oh, you weren't
1: here, so you were around, but not speaking. And so, of course, it's a mime persona.
0: Fantastic. We'll see. I don't we'll think we see. came up with a name or <laughs> right anything, but... It's just a temporary a temporary Insanity uh, Alright next up uh, We've got Adam Adam, Tell us about your character I'll let you pronounce the name I'm not sure which way you're going now uh, Yes I'm going with Killian After I found
4: out the proper way it is pronounced uh, Name is Killian Bengara And uh, I was raised To be passed around amongst Society's elite um, I am a sex worker And so I found myself at this dinner and was rolled into this group with uh, um, uh, going on this adventure, I guess, I suppose you could say. And uh, lovely people, each and every one of them, including the five that are in in one body. But
0: uh, yes, so I'm just happy to be here. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you, if I'm trying, I'm trying to remember, what was your connection to, uh, to professor Smith again?
4: Uh, his wife, wa- his wife was
0: a friend. Okay. Special friend, right. Special friend. All right. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, when, when you're of
4: that particular social class, uh, you are allowed to do certain things. Um, right. usually they know about it, but it's not often talked about
0: fair enough and then finally matt tell us about reginald uh reginald Abanafi. he's a occultist former
6: law enforcement uh multiple personality enthusiast traveled to strange new worlds and seen civilizations and now he's here
0: that's funny, crazy was... guns and
6: gizmos and wrestling oh masks
0: You've got that lightning gun or something. That
6: yeah, electric gun, lightning gun. I found it on my character creation thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um it's so funny. I uh, we we were entertaining our nephews this weekend and we were watching the original Star Trek series last night. And they're like, "What's this?" I'm like, "It's a, it's a documentary on space travel." And they got all excited because they thought I was being serious. So uh, <laughs> That is amazing. It's it's really great. <laughs> And then, uh, then this morning I got to introduce them to dark wing duck. So that was, uh, that was doubly awesome and they really liked it. So they're like, it's so good. Cause they talk like ducks. I'm like, yeah, cause they're they're mostly ducks, but yeah, hmm. uh, but it was great. All right. Uh, sorry. I just realized cause I haven't played a game in a couple of days that I forgot to drop this in discords in my usual process. So I'm doing that now. Uh, that's why oh. I'm being a little, little slow, but I think, uh, well, I'm up to and date. also,
1: um, one thing, uh, thank you lords and ladies of fate for the raid.
0: Oh, awesome. I didn't even see that. My bad. Lord's amazing. Thank you so much. Perfect timing.
4: Yes. Let's get dangerous. (laughs) Better watch (laughs) out you
0: bad boys. Uh, okay. So let's, uh, let's hit the summary then. So, um, I think Matt, the last time you played, we had just returned to London, uh, at the very end. And, uh, This is after the Doom Train debacle, uh, the issues that you had out in the sort of the English countryside. So last time around, we started off Killian, you were kind of dealing with the hotel and the the, sort of the fallout of um, uh, of the uh, the Randolph Alexis issue, uh, kind of like answering questions and stuff about this old man's dead body that you delivered. Uh, Joseph and Reginald just got news of Professor Smith's house burnt down, and they had a little card, Joseph specifically, that was an address somewhere, and they wanted you all to come as fast as possible because it was apparently from Smith. Uh, Grigori and Pema saw this news story about a man who died three times in one evening. And so that was kind of where we, we left off when last time Matt was in. So we started up last time. You guys got together, and you eventually went to this, this neighborhood late at night, Cheapside. It was run down, it was cold, it was foggy, it was desolate, etc. And you had some weird encounters along the way. And there was like a beggar who was like kind of an amputee, asked you guys some questions, you gave him some booze. There was all these stray cats in the alleyway that kind of didn't seem to like Tidwell, but kind of like Killian, it seemed. Uh, There was a drunken street preacher preacher who kind of fell like ass overhead and kind of got robbed by a bunch of street urchins. Uh, all that kind of stuff plus there was this general feeling that you guys were being followed uh, and like the shadows were kind of dancing around the walls there were sounds but you could never quite pick out exactly who it was there was a car that you saw at one point that was sort of sort of flanking you for a bit but then you kind of lost sight of things eventually you got into the apartment uh, and you saw that both um, of, of the address that Joseph was given and you saw that Bettos, the the manservant for uh, for professor Smith uh, he had burnt burnt uh scars and bandages on his hands but it was it was the professor who had it way way worse as he just had tons of burn scars all over his body to the point where his hair was mostly singed his his like uh his mustache was gone to sideburns his eyes were swollen like blistery and he could barely talk and he gave this kind of lengthy plea to you all while while barely being able to talk that he wanted you all to pick up a task that he was working on uh, and the very people who burned down his house and attacked him uh, were trying to prevent him from from completing. So he told you about the set of car simulacrum, uh, this uh, this ancient uh, what he believes is evil artifact that um, that he believes this cult of some kind, probably Turkish of origin, he believes uh, is trying to reassemble. Uh, as it was dismembered years ago, like hundreds of years ago. And his task that he was going to undertake and hopefully invite you to do was to travel across Europe where all these pieces have been separated and and kind of put in different locations and just destroy it once and for all. Like he didn't want this cult to, to sort of get it and piece it back together. He had a bunch of notes and stuff, but unfortunately his house was burnt down. So either the cultists have his notes or... Uh, they died, hopefully, in the fire. He did have, as best he could, like a recollection of an outline. Beddoes gave you that. Uh, we have it in uh, in our foundry uh, section under the Orient Express handouts. There's a, in the London Handout, I think it's London handouts, there should be Beddoes notes, uh, has basically everything, if you guys want to take a look at that again. Uh, and it kind of highlights some of the places we might be going and different pieces of this, this simulacrum, the this statue. Uh, eventually, uh, you guys agreed. He gave you a bunch of money you left and you basically have enough money to, to pay for your travel on the Orient express to kind of go to these places and to collect these things. Uh, you decided you were going to do some, some other things. You're going to kind of do some, um, some research. So Pema and Randolph, you were kind of trying to get access to the British museum and library. You, you spoke with one of professor Smith's colleagues, uh, at his university to, to sort of get, uh, a reference uh, Grigori and Killian and Joseph went around shopping for a bit, kind of getting supplies. And you also talked to one of the cops, uh, who uh, at uh, Scotland yard about this weird case, uh, that's going on with the three, uh, the three Mehmet Macriats who are all owner. That's the name of the owner of the Crescent treasury, which you all had burgled, uh, a few sessions back. Um, and you learned that each one of the bodies of these, these young men that were found, each one of them their body was partially skinned. So one, like one of the, one of them had their torso skin, another leg, another, an arm. Uh, and that was like kind of the, the big revealing detail. And each one of them had an identical telegram, uh, meet me in London at once urgent M. So, uh, we're going to pick up, um, we're going to say that you're between you're trying to acquire, uh, approval and access uh, is probably going to take like a, a day or two, 24 to 36 hours to kind of gain access to the library, all your shopping and the, the various tasks that you were trying to, uh, uh, trying to, to, to complete before your, your travel is also kind of taking the same amount. And so I'm going to say, we'll probably have two groups, but you're welcome to rearrange this as some time has transpired, uh, Pema and Reginald, since you are setting up the Uh the library research because library use roles. You can continue to do that if you want to go back and actually start making some of those roles and seeing what you can find, or if you wanted to switch up, let me know. And then Kelly and Joseph is in Kozal. You were kind of poking around with this uh this three dead guy thing. And if there's something else you wanted to do, we'll say it's Monday at this point, it's midday, it's raining, it's cold, etc. So what would we think everybody is is probably tending to at this point?
1: Emma is definitely anxious to uh, smell the smell of library books again
6: and be doing some research I would okay. also like to go do some research
0: okay so the two so yeah so we'll say the two of you head over to the British Museum and library um, and again this is the type of place that that you need a lot of you know, a lot of recommendation or you have to like write ahead of time to know what you're like, what they're, you're researching. You have to give them cause to why they should let you in here. And when the two of you arrive, uh, it's because it's a, a cold and rainy day, uh, it's not extraordinarily active. Uh, but you do have your, your recommendation that was been forwarded, uh, by the university of London, uh, Pema, you probably have a name, uh, that is recognizable in some fields uh, as you do. You, you yourself are scientist. You've worked within London uh, at the zoo and everything. So I think between those two things, you're probably able to, to get access on the Monday without any problems. Uh, when you go back into sort of the the reading room, kind of consult with some of these librarians here and there who will point you this way or that, you can see that there's maybe at most a dozen people and it is a kind of very quiet quiet uh series of rooms and those, whenever you get kind of near a window which are are beautiful uh are the only thing you really hear is like the pelting of rain against the against the glass uh so you guys are there uh what about the other three what are you guys up to
3: so Go ahead. I was going to say yeah. we've already talked to the police officer. Um, mm-hmm. I would be happy to follow up with more of that if you'd like. But I think we got a lot of the information from him. Like each one of them had a a limb that was skinned.
5: Um,
3: other than that, they don't. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I don't think we're going to have any luck trying to get us get a look at their passports. Yeah. Um. We could possibly try to talk with some of the staff at where they were staying. Something a little less direct, but perhaps they would have heard something, seen something. Maybe, uh, maybe some uh, crisp bills put in the right hands of a, a cleaning lady or some sort.
4: I suppose I could do that.
5: You are if a charmer.
4: To, if we go to where they are staying, then um, I could ask a few questions.
5: Some of us got charm. Some of us got money. Some of us just have friends that have charm and money.
0: I do happen to have both. That's fair. Oh dear. Uh, so did I hear that correctly? You all want to go to the hotel and try to speak with some of the staff there. Uh, you mm-hmm. did hear that there were, cl- there were some cleaning women who actually discovered the bodies. Okay. So that's the Chelsea Arms Hotel. So we'll say that's where you all are headed. The three of you are headed yeah. to the Chelsea Arms Hotel. Uh, okay. So let's start with our library research folk. Um so, what would we say you want to be researching? How about that? Like, what's what's the idea you're looking to to look for here? Like, what are some of your keyword searches?
1: Uh, Pema, I would say, would probably start with, uh, and I will probably uh, butcher this name, but I'm just going to go forward with it. Uh, Comte Fennelik, the uh, owner of the uh, statue. So that okay. would probably be her starting point.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, and Reginald, you can either do the same, which would give her a bonus die on her role, or you can do your own research uh, on a different topic, uh, and or even the same topic if you want, and then you would kind of do your own role. It's kind of up to you. I didn't go right. straight
1: for the simulacrum. <laughs> I went sort of a little bit around, but if you want to go straight
6: for will I'll, I'll go for it then. The simulacrum, whatever you pronounce
0: it. Let's do it. Setifkar Simulacrum. All right. So, both of you go ahead. uh, Give me library use rolls. If you are interested in academic research, people who are watching this, I am spending seven luck to pass this. Sorry. (laughs) No worries. Very good. Okay. So, it looks like okay. So, you got a success.
1: This is a better start for Pema. Uh, So, she's got a 70 in library use, and she rolled a 19.
0: Okay. So what kind of success was that? Um, hard success, I think. Oh, I don't know. I think that's, uh, that's half. I don't think it's one <laughs> fifth. Uh, okay. All right. So we'll start with the simulacrum. Uh, you made a success. So this is all by the way, taking hours. Uh, so this isn't just like you go up to a bookshelf, you take one thing out. It's more of you're consulting with, you know, various, uh, library attendants, Uh, fortunately it's actually probably moving more quickly today because there's just so few people here. Uh, more than once you can see like there's like a scholar, like a couple tables away from you that's kind of slumped over. And as you're kind of going back and forth to, to like the, one of the library attendants once or twice, you kind of see them sort of slide a bit. And then you almost, you almost kind of get the sense that they're almost falling asleep. It's that kind of gray dreary day. Um, a few other times, like you kind of bump into probably Pema, someone you might recognize either from your time when you were uh, kind of uh, kind of working here within sort of more sort of bio, bio, biology circles or zoology circles, uh, someone you might recognize by face but can't put by name. Uh, but it is a it's very a slow plotting day, and so this is like you all going through literally dozens of books, uh, whether it's and some of them are are in English, some of them aren't. Uh, and so you're kind of having to get like the, the assistance of others to perhaps to translate. So we'll start with Reginald as it, that one's, that one's the easiest. So you, you, you got a success, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sickles
6: success.
0: So you, um, as you're going through, you probably pound through about you know, two, three dozen different manuscripts, some of which are bound, some of which are some some cases just loose scrolls. You have to put on like these special gloves and you have like an attendant like hovering over top of you, making sure you're not doing anything wrong. And after several hours, you've come up with essentially one hit and one hit only. And it was a, and it's not an exact hit. It's it's instead it's a, a reference to this illuminated manuscript from the 13th century. Uh, called the Devil's Simulare, um, and they don't have like a full copy of it here. Uh, but and they don't necessarily know. They think it's it's they think it's Latin in origin, um, but they but as you're speaking with the attendant, they reference that according to their documentation, uh, there is another another library in Paris. In fact, the Bibliothèque Nationale. That might actually either have an actual copy of the manuscript, or at the very least would be able to maybe redirect you to a different um, a different location where there might be an intact version of it. Uh, but the British Library doesn't have one. Okay. Uh, then Pema, you were specifically looking into Comte Fenelic, right? Yes. All right. So, and did you pass? you got the the hard success right
1: yes the nineteen under seventy
0: okay so do you
2: speak French
1: i um let's say I do which is gonna require me to come up with why I do okay.
0: uh I'll tell you what uh, roll yes. Okay, sure. roll that a works. int test right now, an intelligence test.
1: Okay, I've got an 80 in int. So hopefully this got a pretty good chance here. Mm-hmm. That is a 28
0: under 80. Okay, so we'll say that you... So we're going to do our... Like I already mentioned this to them ahead of time. towards are like doling out certain languages and stuff. Uh, we'll say you have a... Give yourself a language French scale of 40. And so we'll say with mm-hmm. that right. with that, you're able to... Piece together a few things. Um, the The British Library doesn't have any real extensive research on this name. Um, it doesn't really pop up. It, it it's it, you're you're having it probably even even harder time uh, than Reginald, uh, as at the very least, like they find the reference to the Devil's Simulare, and it's just a matter of trying to locate a copy. For you, it's just like you're going through all of these various history about like French. Aristocracy uh, for hundreds and hundreds of years. Some of it is actually in French, just sort of bastardized combination. Uh, but you do find eventually, after a very long day, uh, there is uh, there is one thing that kind of pops up, uh, and it kind of comes up here and there. Is it's referenced to this some sort of scandal? Uh, and it's a this court, like all these different court histories. It's very vague. It's this unspecified scandal in the queen's court on the eve of the revolution, the French revolution. And apparently there was a man of minor nobility who was involved in some sort of indiscretion with the queen. And there was like this big palace uproar and this, this, this man, uh, was executed. So, so says these, these records, um, without trial. It was actually a German count by the name of Fenelik. So that's where the name pops up. but you don't notice anything currently in what you have here of like records of that name persisting to today, but at at the same time you're in London. And so more than likely you would have better luck at determining that in Paris. Uh, But that's, that's what we'll say you kind of come up with.
1: Okay. So Fenelick was a German. who, According to what you found. Alleged to have some indiscretions with the queen of France right before the French revolution.
0: And was executed without trial, according to what you found.
1: Oh, yes. The important detail.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So
0: we'll kick over to the other three of you for a moment, and then we'll come back to the library folks. Uh, You all were headed to the Chelsea Hotel, um, and you specifically wanted to try to speak with the staff, right? Yes. Okay. So... When you head over to the hotel, it's been a few days since the the big issue that went down here that was all over the papers, and so you can certainly tell. While there is a police presence here still, uh, it doesn't have the kind of uh, the overwhelming sense of it. You're not seeing people in you know in officer clothing left and right, uh, but there is some, uh, and you can see they're outside. Some of them are in the lobby here and there. So it's more than you would expect to find in any specific hotel. Uh, so what would your strategy be like what What do you think you guys are going to do here
4: uh, uh first i'll just uh start to see um if there are any like cleaning staff amongst the rooms um and then uh start asking them what like uh, uh what their schedule may have been like and uh if they have the right schedule then ask them if it was all right. If um, they asked some questions about that night.
0: Okay. So you're just going to go kind of floor to floor looking for just uh, a cleaning crew coming through.
4: Yeah. Not necessarily checking in with the desk um, because we don't have any actual authority. Um, right. So perhaps Joseph or Scrooge would keep the desk. I've said Scrooge. Cause that's what is <laughs> uh, co- uh, Gr- Grigori causal. Will, uh,
3: um, keep the front desk busy. I can certainly play the part here. That is absolutely fine.
0: Okay, so Gregory, uh, you're going to try to keep the front desk busy while, while Killian just sort of moves past and through uh, up the elevator yeah. and starts searching. What is I Joseph going to do? Oh, okay. Well, I am a bumbling
5: idiot of an American. So what do you expect <laughs> to do other than wander into places I'm not supposed to be? But I'm going to try and do it all casual-like, so it's not really obvious. And then I'll take a look, maybe in a couple of the rooms that were reported, because we do know the rooms where they were staying. So as these are the twos who are doing the things that they're doing, I'll walk through the hallways. So I'll maybe try to lean into a door, try to look around, and okay. hopefully not be noticed doing
0: so. All right. So I think I got a general idea. All right. So, Gregory, what were you going to say? I'm sorry I cut you off.
3: I I was just going to suggest before we split, if you would all can, find the maintenance rooms, find the the mechanical workers. No one gossips like them. Hmm. While I'm distracting them. Maybe one of the two of you can see if you can find those places.
4: They're usually in the same place in each hotel. I've spent many a, spent many an hour
0: in them. Uh,
3: okay.
0: Okay. So, uh so Killian, if you're just looking for cleaning crew, uh roll a luck test and we'll just okay. that's basically what it's going to be. Uh Joseph, if you're trying to Sneak into. First of all, I'll say is when you go up to one of the rooms where they were found, you do notice that while there's not, um, there's no one guarding it any longer, uh, but you do see it's been kind of marked off and, and kind of locked. And it, it, you can tell that it's like, it's still under, since the investigation is still underway, it's been sort of marked off in such a way that no one's supposed to enter. Um, and I will say that when you go to the other two rooms, you find the same thing. Like, no one's guarding it actively. It's been a couple of days. No one's no one's guarding these 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 sites. But certainly, they're still kind of keeping that under wraps. And the hotel is not allowed to start letting people cycle into them. Uh, so, with that in mind, what's your tactic, Joseph? Well, I am a rather nimbly, bimbly sort of man. I'm pretty good at
5: squeezing into tight spaces, doing falls, you know, getting down and low if I need to. Um, No, he'll he'll try and like wedge himself through without upsetting. I don't know what the best skill for that is. Yeah,
0: it might just be a dex roll. To be honest, I've got
5: like I've got lots of dodge and like weird things like that that don't really roll for that, but I can just roll dex.
0: I'll. I mean, if you want to roll dodge, yeah, I'll take dodge. You're dodging the tape of some kind, sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's fine.
5: I may or may not be fishing for skill checks.
0: Oh, no, for sure. And i trying to say yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. So 28 under 50, you, yeah, you're able, we'll say you go into, okay. Yeah. We'll say you go into the one that's highest up in the hotel uh, and you manage to, can it get the door open? Actually, I should say it's, it's locked as well. Do you want to do a locksmith test or do you want to force it, force it open?
5: uh yeah i've got a one percent in locksmithing <laughs> okay but i have an 80 percent in strength
0: okay so if you just want to break it open go ahead i will say though breaking it open is kind of going to make the dodge check slightly moot like you won't split the tape but you might splinter depending on how well you do you might splinter like the the frame of the door or something so the okay. better you the better you do the better the results going to i'll be. try it why not okay
5: in for a penny in for a pound. He's already like got one leg through the tape. Yeah. He's halfway through it. it's like that, uh yeah, I'm going for it.
0: Okay. All right. Uh so it's 44 under 80. If you spend 4 points of luck, uh you can make that a hard success and maybe I, I will. will s- okay. So we'll say you're you managed to you, you 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 it's more of a case of like you don't split the door frame, but you can tell that you might have mangled the lock a bit as you pop it open. So it's mm-hmm. not immediately obvious the way like splitting the wood of the door frame would be, but you manage to kind of move the lock a little bit and just sort of push it ever so slightly near the lock and that you can hear the machinery inside kind of, kind of you know that something's wrong there. They're probably gonna have to replace it, but it's not immediately noticeable. You push the door open uh, and you can see this room uh which is it's a it's a very nice looking room in fact it's it's not you know it's it's a it's a it's a decent looking hotel uh it kind of has sort of a similar setup to every other room maybe if you poked into others or something like that but you do notice that there are signs of um the cops have been here. You can tell that they've marked some things you can see on the, on the floor very clearly and immediately where likely the body was laying There's stains on the carpet. It hasn't kind of gone through any kind of crime scene cleanup yet. Uh, and we'll kick it over. Think about what you might want to do in there and we'll kick it over to Grigori. Grigori, you've been trying. So you're trying to just sort of distract. Yeah. Keep the, the front.
3: front desk's attention. That way, hopefully, they don't pick anything up. Uh, maybe being very loud and obnoxious in the same uh, time to also keep hopefully other patrons uh, on me. Um,
0: okay. Uh yeah. let's let's say maybe a charm test. Uh let's yeah, see so if you can literally. uh persuade might also be fine here too.
3: Uh you know what? I'm a charming guy. We'll go with that. Mhm. Mm-hmm uh 43 over
0: 15 okay that's uh that's not a success
2: it's uh not.
1: unless you so want to drop like 30 luck you know if you happen to be flush with
2: luck i do have 80 do it. luck yeah. yeah 28 i love these rolls yeah but just... that doesn't
3: get me the chance to increase my charm skill now that there's this though charm doesn't go fail.
0: out Only oh you have to doing pass the test you have to little bonus
3: yeah. well I'm not having having any of that. I'm spending thirty-seven luck.
0: <laughs> you could just spend twenty-eight, but if you want to give me thirty-seven, that's fine too.
3: Is that what the math is? I don't yeah. math well.
0: Yeah, forty-three <laughs> minus fifteen is twenty-eight.
3: Which is why I said thirty I'll
0: take you know, thirty seven. How dare you? How dare you. <laughs> so so you're at the front desk. Uh, you can see it's, it's the middle of the day it's actually kind of busy in the lobby. There's a kind of a, a hotel restaurant in here and there's many, many people kind of just crowded around. Uh, you can even see that no one's really waiting outside for cars every now and then you can see someone comes in and sort of calls out a name, like their cab, their car has arrived. Cause like it's raining so hard outside that no one really wants to linger out there, but there is a good deal of, uh, of traffic within the lobby, which is actually in some ways, making your job easier in the sense that it's it's harder for anyone to really notice Killian or Joseph just slip past. But on the other hand, it's making it a little bit harder for you to keep the attention of this person at the desk who's who's sure. being flagged down by others. And like, sir, was it? Would, uh, do you do you, what is? She, do you have a room
3: here? Is that a, oh, is that uh, an issue? No, no, my good sir, I do not. But I'm quite interested in staying with your hotel. I was just hoping that you could tell me. Uh about perhaps uh the thread count. Threat the threat threat count? No, sir, there's no threats here at all. You're, no, you're very no, safe no.
2: and kind here.
3: How <laughs> highly crafted are the
2: bed sheets? The comforters, the duvets, the throwers. Oh, I see, of course, of course. Uh yes, you're very uh you're 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 very keen on uh, on comfort, I see. Yes. Well, uh, i can assure you that they are tip top sir i don't have the exact number on me uh but i can assure you that they are uh equal to if not higher than your other options in this neighborhood uh That's fair. You- yes and i can i can assure you if you find them to not be your liking uh, I'm sure we could find uh, a, a suitable placement. Uh, we have very uh, wonderful tailors and, uh, and, and craftsmen within uh, within the City of London. If so we have to fetch something of higher quality. I'm sure we can do that for you. Oh, let's, so uh, breakfast in the morning, it is included, correct?
3: Well, not included so much as we have options within the hotel, of course. Oh, we have a, it does not include the continental breakfast. Continental? No,
2: how Mental else am I exposed
3: to experience every region of the world if not at breakfast in a hotel? Um well,
2: uh this is an interesting. France, thought? Yeah, well, America we, we croissants. Uh we could we yes, we have a very fabulous bakery down 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 the street that we order many of our baked goods from uh and uh, in and among those croissants, yes, for sure. So, I did spend quite a bit of time in the states.
3: When I ask for he biscuits the in the morning, what are you going to bring me?
2: Biscuits? Um, uh, you you eating
3: cookies? In a bl- no. See, you've got it all wrong. The Americans have a different form of biscuit. I'll just continue this on as okay. long as he'll let me. <laughs>
0: yeah. You can tell and, uh, you pass, so mm-hmm. he is continuing to go and getting increasingly flustered and just trying yeah. so hard to maintain you know, a level of decency with his, with his customer. Yeah. We'll cut over to Killian. Then Killian, how'd you do with that luck test? Did you, did you pass? Uh, with two stars. Okay. So hard success. Uh, we'll say somewhere around just the, probably with a hard success, say the second, second level, like you go to the second floor you go to, you do see, uh, outside of one of the rooms, there is a a woman who is wearing kind of, uh, kind of hotel attire, suggestive of being kind of a maid cleaning woman, uh, and you can see that she has some supplies. She's kind of going in and out of this one room. It's not one of the ones that Joseph was going towards, but it's just just somebody working here. Uh, she looks to probably, you would put her maybe in her, her 40s or so. Her hair is kind of neatly and conservatively done. There's like a, a kind of kind of a, a band across the top of her head. Um, and she's kind of humming to herself uh, as you walk by. What do you want to do? Hello, hello. What's
2: your name? Oh, hello, sir. Uh- my name, I'm uh, um, Nancy. Yes? Ah, Nancy. Oh, pleasure. Pleasure to meet you. Say. Oh, a pleasure to meet you too, sir. Is Can I help you with something?
4: Yes, I was wondering if you could help me with some answers and help me find what I'm looking for.
2: Oh, um, do, do you need more toilet paper or, or some other sort of... Toiletry, is 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 that what you mean, sir?
4: No. Um, what I
2: need is perhaps what only you have, and that is knowledge. Not knowledge. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I can tell you how to clean uh, certain stains at a particular fabrics. I could uh, tell you a proper way to uh, make uh, a bed. Um, I'm, I'm quite a main uh, a main uh, pastry cook uh, as well. Uh,
4: that's that's lovely, darling. But what I'm interested is. More along the lines of human studies. You see, I am a human studies specialist myself. And I was wondering if you were here. Um, and it was like two nights ago, right? Uh, or one night it ago?
0: It was, let's see, this is Monday. So it was one, two, I think it was like four days ago. I was wondering if you were here four days ago in the evening. Uh, and you rolled a heart success in your luck. Okay. So you can see her face goes a little pale and she was smiling and kind of bright.
2: I was, sir. Yes, I was, but you can tell
0: uh, you're good with human relations. She kind of triggered something with her. Yeah.
4: Oh, my dear, do you need to sit down for a moment? And I offer her my um, handkerchief to, so she can wipe her brow.
2: Oh, um, thank you. sir. it's very gentlemanly of you now. And she kind of wipes it off. She puts it on her nose and then hands
0: it back to you.
4: Yeah, I fold I'll, it and put it in my pocket, and, um, like completely unfazed by it. I,
2: I'll, I'll just, I was. She kind of looks around. I was directed by the authorities to not speak of it, sir.
4: No, yes, yes, of course. But uh, you see, like I said, I'm, I'm in human studies, and I like to find out the way people work uh i am trained in psychology so uh, i was just wondering if you could tell me anything about um uh the visitors that may have come to and from the rooms Uh, Mehmet's visitors if any all
0: right let's do a charm test i think right it sounds about right
4: okay (laughs) <laughs> uh, so looks like I'll need to spend light nine luck in order to get that
0: okay 88 or 79 wow that's unfortunate
2: yeah okay Um. okay so, so she'll look at you and she'll kind of sigh and be like you can't say it's from me sir but I'll say everyone's gossip about it at this point so you know it was horrifying sir it was it was it was absolutely horrifying I found mm-hmm. one of them it, his arm was, it was, there was no skin on it, sir. It was just, yes. uh, it, it was bright and red, and I could see, they called them like muscle fibers, and oh, it was, it was, it was absolutely horrifying to see. And then I heard from me, my other friends, they're not working today, that they found something similar, but it was, it was a leg, and that, Poor Betty. She found the one that was a torso. Oh, God. When she
4: starts crying, I'll I'll put my hand on her shoulder uh, in a comforting way. (laughs) Um, And then, Um, yeah, see, what I'm hoping to do to help is, if we can figure out why a person would do such a thing, then perhaps we can identify it. Make sure that it doesn't happen again. If someone were to ever be in such a situation again, find them the help that they need.
7: Well, uh, I don't know. Well, someone you such would as yourself, like
4: this. someone such as yourself, should not have witnessed it. You'll have to work and make a living, not have to suffer those traumatic experiences.
2: It was it was horrifying. I can't get it out of my head. I've been, I can barely sleep. I say the. I sleep the ball. I just i wrote I thought he was on the ground, I thought he was sick or, or he hurt himself, and then i I tried to help him and he was an attractive young man too, such a shame, such a shame
4: mm. attractive and young taken before it was a time,
2: wow. and that's the curious thing too. that I was speaking with some of the cops, and they were feeding me a cup of tea and being very kind of themselves to be honest, yes, I, I overheard one of them say that the, 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 that they were quite quite kind of perplexed as the the name. Oh, what was his name? Mehmet Macriot, I believe, is what yes. each of them were called. And then they were, were asking the rest of us and others in the neighbourhood about whether or not we knew anything about the man or whether he'd come in before. Was he a repeat customer? And he wasn't. But they, they learned that he, he owned a shop, Uh, uh but in 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 Arlington, but he was an old man, and then uh, much older. But these 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 were young lads; these were twenties, maybe. Whole lives ahead of them. Mm-hmm. It's quite peculiar, mm-hmm. and it was. And, and I thought there was there was just a case of mistaken identity, and then they were talking about having trouble with the Turkish embassy because apparently they were Turkish. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. But they got me out of the room quite fast, though, and then they—they they were quite kind. Like, but she kind of yes. shrug, shrugs at that point.
4: Well, I appreciate you telling me about that.
2: Oh, of, of course. Again, don't—I didn't say anything to you, sir. I'll, of course not. Of
4: course not. Uh, no, he didn't receive any visitors at all.
2: No. They they spoke with the front desk about that, and and no, Mm -hmm. no no visitors at all. Strangest thing. It is
4: strange. And when when there was, you were the one that had to clean the room, is that correct?
2: Oh, oh, yeah, yes, yes. I I was servicing the rooms.
4: Say, when you had to clean the room, is there any that was a bit out of the ordinary from someone who might be staying there, like any predilections they may have had that um, you know, isn't normally spoken of, but it's only something that someone who cleaned the room would know
2: Nothing like that that I can remember. We do get a few folks with some very peculiar very peculiar sensibilities, but nothing like that other than the results they were, you know, they they easily be forgotten otherwise yes
4: yes of course
2: and that's right. that's what the front desk folks said that they don't think they had any visitors but they were just so bland and not too exciting that it's possible we could have missed it maybe they mm. did i don't know
4: yeah well my experience in human studies has led to peculiar proclivities so i was wondering Would you mind if I had a look at the room? Perhaps there's uh, something that was missed.
0: Hmm. You only got a regular success, right, in the charm Mm -hmm. test? Yeah.
2: So, uh, uh, I've been very kind, but I feel like I maybe maybe shouldn't go there at far as far as I'm concerned. And as far as I know, they're still crime scenes, and I don't want to get in trouble with the law. They were so kind. Plus, they have my name and my face and so many other things about me on file. They could easily find me if something were like to happen. So I'm going to have to decline. I'm so, I'm very sorry. So
4: at this moment, I'm, like, studying her intently as she says that. I'm wondering if I can get into her psyche to, um, to see what
0: could be said to convince her otherwise. Um, I'm gonna say because the charm is a regular success. Like you can roll a psych test if you want to get a sense if she's like telling you the truth or something. um mm-hmm. But if you want to push the roll, the charm test, we can say you can push the roll. But there is the potential of there being a problem. But you've already spent the luck on it, so I don't. I think mm. that, that that we're like retconning now a roll, and we probably shouldn't do that. So I see. 'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say we'll we'll probably gonna leave it at that, because especially since okay. we have Joseph going into a room anyway, so I do think we might be able to pick up on that,
4: sure, yeah. and okay. um so then I'll you know sort of back off from that, spend some time talking her through what happened a genuine interest of help helping her um get through that, but you know we don't necessarily need to role play that out, okay,
2: yeah let's cut
0: let's cut back then to the library crew. Uh, you've been working most of the day. Um, I'll say, is there are there any other uh, topics you want to look into? Uh, I think you've done the set of cars, some alacrums specifically. Uh, you've done uh, Comte Fenelic. Anything else? I'm looking at you, Pema. Uh,
1: Pema was thinking about um, trying to get a jump start, and and we may not be able to get anything here in London, but the set of car scrolls. Okay. So any references to that?
0: All right. So I'm going to need two for that. I uh, will assist. Perfect. So library use with a bonus or, I mean, you got you got to make the library roll and I need a luck roll too, but you can put the bonus die to whichever one of those you prefer, whether it's luck or library. Uh,
1: Well, library 70 and luck is 42. So well, you're better than me. <laughs> I'm
6: library 70 and luck's only 29. So you're, oh, so do I need to assist Pema, do I need to make a library use roll?: No, I'm just going to
0: give her the bonus die for it. OK.: You have a high enough. Okay. But it's legit.:
1: um, So this is where math, uh, 20 under 70 for the library roll.
0: Very good. Uh, that is a hard success. So remember it's 50% of the score. If you beat 50, like half the score, it's hard. If you, if it's one fifth of the score, it's, uh, it's extreme. So that's half. That's less than that. So it's a hard success. How about the luck test? Good there.
1: Okay. And so this is, oops, sorry. That was loud. Uh, also dice so annoying, going flying. <laughs> Metal dice going flying. Um, okay. So do I roll two tens die for a bonus? Is that
0: yeah, just like any other thing, just like any other role you're playing today. Uh,
1: so it was a fifty-four, and I was aiming for a forty-two. So that's okay. A that was the best
0: thing. Okay. Yeah. So then, okay. So you you start looking to the set of scar scrolls. Uh, so Pema, you kind of take the lead on this, uh, and you're you're probably with that same kind of library attendant you've been working with this whole time. You've been as best you can, kind of trying to get some idea uh, of this. It's the same term kind of following up on Reginald, who did like the set of call some and the tenants kind of like, we, we don't have enough. We just don't have this. And they, I'll say that what you do, you get one kind of small lead uh, and they say this term, this, uh, these scrolls, this thing is like they had found like another potential lead for Reginald that, they kind of follow up on with you a little bit. And they refer you to the Topkapai Museum in Constantinople. No idea if I pronounced that right. Probably didn't, probably not. Um, as apparently those manuscripts might have been there according to some doc some vague documentation they have, but it's pre- it's pre-the Great War, so who knows if that's changed in the time. Um then Reginald. Uh, while she's doing it, roll a spot hidden.
2: Yes. Gladly. Spot hidden. Success. Okay. So like I said, it's
0: been raining a lot. There's not a whole lot of people here. You've had, you've been basically monopolizing many of the attendants. There's only been like a handful of other folks and most of them are not necessarily in the reading room, but they're in other areas within the, the library. And, a couple of times you've noticed that, that like a, a table or two from where you and Pema have been doing your primary research here, there was like one other scholar that at a certain point you thought was just kind of asleep. But then as like, you know, you and Pema are kind of going through and, and, and looking at this this info uh, about, you know, and kind of talking with the attendant, if both of you, and maybe you see it first, you kind of see the movement at the corner of their eyes, the body of this, this scholar just kind of starts to slide down the chair. And then just flops onto the ground and you can see the chair kind of falls over, kind of creates this big racket and it's extraordinarily noticeable because it's just so quiet in here. And even that sudden sound just dwarfs the rain and the body is just of this scholar just laying there on the ground.
6: Okay. I will run over and my good man, are you okay? What's what's happened to you? I'll go over and try to lift him back up and check on him and,
0: so you see like he's, this guy's like laying on the ground. There's this like heavy coat and you can see like his hat that he had been wearing at some point, which was fairly rude to be wearing a hat indoors like this, has fallen off. And you notice that the top of his head is is quite scarred uh, and you kind of touch it or maybe you, you kind of peer at it or whatever it might be. And it's almost kind of wet at the same time. And when you roll the body over, you realize that it is just a man in a trench coat. There's this is big coat it's kind of is almost bigger than the body uh, would, would normally fit. And you notice in horror uh, that underneath, like you can see like the shirt, his shirt is not quite buttoned properly here or there. And you can see parts of the chest are sort of showing and you can see like one of the leg sleeves has sort of rolled up from falling onto the ground, and you can see a, a little section of uh, of like ben, beneath the the sleeve of the leg and above the sock. You don't see skin. There's no skin. Roll a roll a sand test there, Reginald. Pass. Okay, uh, take one point of sand, as this is just kind of a shocking development. And when you look at his face, it's the same thing. Like the skin has just been peeled away as if it has been flayed. Somebody call a doctor! Call a doctor! And so, Pema, you hear Reginald just from a couple tables ago, uh, a couple tables nearby, kind of shouting this out. And the library attendant comes over like, what? What is Oh my goodness! And like, you, all you can see are these little tiny specks except for the head. The head is, is quite... Uh, It's quite noticeable, and they go running off, and it's just the two of you for a short period of time. Uh, Pema, do you do you go over to Reginald at that point when he calls?
1: Yeah, so I feel like Pema would have been kind of so deep in her studies that initially, sort of when this man fell and made a noise, that like without looking up, she was just like shh, and then like Reginald got up and went over, and so now she's like feeling absolutely awful, and so she's going to run over to Reginald and just say oh dear what 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 is what has happened here
6: no clue the man just passed out
0: look there's no skin and i'll like roll up a pant leg <laughs> and you see as you oh, roll up the oh. pant leg the whole leg go <laughs> ahead and, and roll a oh. sand test pema as well
1: oh what was do do you think he was dead this whole time and we just thought he was
6: i don't know I nap? much attention to the fellow perhaps we should look at what he was researching
1: and, and then she, uh, I rolled an 89 over 63 on my uh, sand check.
0: Okay. Uh, go ahead and take two points of sanity loss. Uh, so you look to see whether or not he has any, any research here, and you look, and it's just basic reference periodicals. There's like nothing here that there's no, no kind of continuity. It could have just have been something that somebody left on the table. Recently, you don't see any signs of notes. He doesn't have a bag near him. Doesn't have anything that suggests that he has been actively researching. There's no writing instrument nearby. None of it kind of seems to make sense. He, he might've just been sitting here for who knows how long. Um, Can
6: I search him for ID or anything?
0: Before absolutely. All right. Hopefully
1: your uh, sleight of hand is uh, higher than mine.
0: Uh, I think I'm pretty good at it. Uh do you are you trying to do this without like kind of affecting anything? Uh, or do you just want to just yeah. do it? Yeah, yeah, no, we'll try to do this without affecting anything. Can
1: uh, uh can Pema t- like kind of be watch? So, if she sees that he's that uh, Reginald is starting to you know kind of rustle through his things, can Pema sort of be uh, look out?
0: Okay, uh, sleight of hand, I guess, is fine Uh, for this role. It's okay. You're gonna succeed on doing it no matter what. It's just a question of whether you leave like the suggestion of evidence behind. Pema, you go ahead and roll the spot hidden. It looks like massive. Yeah.
1: While I'm keeping an eye out. Uh, all right. So I've got a 60 in spot hidden. So hopefully I've got a decent shot with that. Uh, why would I? I rolled an 81. Um, yeah,
0: burn 21 luck.
1: I would like to
0: burn 21 luck because yes, really, you are really would. getting arrested
1: okay. here so yeah
0: <laughs> so you so keep a you very sleigh- close eye on everything Reginald uh, roll that sleight of hand test this was, right. just is not to succeed at going through his things this is to succeed at going Whoa. through his things without making it obvious that you I have 50% and I rolled a 5 oh yeah uh, so <laughs> you go through his pockets uh, the interior of that heavy coat you find nothing you find no nothing, no identification, no wallet, nothing. It's just this this heavy coat, this dress shirt that's kind of strangely buttoned that's like kind of buttoned out of order uh, he's got you know shoes, socks, all that kind of stuff on and it's then that you kind of look at the shirt and you start kind of unbuttoning it a little bit, and that's when you see there's as you as you kind of pull the shirt apart a little bit, you can see that there has been a note. That seems to be kind of uh, attached to the underside, like to the, like to the chest itself. Because when you look at it, you realize that it's actually like the, the, the chest is flayed, but there is yeah. a, a section of the chest that has something pinned to it on. Oh, it's pinned. I was going to
6: ask how it was attached. So it's mm-hmm. pinned to his body.
0: And it's body? just sort of stabbed Throat. into it. And I will. <laughs> Soaked in blood. Uh, I will show it to you all right now. Uh, let me see. So, and as you're looking at it, uh, I would say the two of you are smart enough to realize this is not just any kind of doc. It's not manuscript paper, but you, when you when you look at it, you realize it's skin. So there's a note carved into skin, pinned onto the flayed chest of this man. Uh, and I will let me see if I can get this going. Uh, so, sorry,
6: carved skin. I no, see I- it.
0: Yeah, so it says car of skin, and it says on it, in uh, uh, either one of you can roll uh, either, we'll say, an intelligence test or a no test, which is just education. You can roll that if you want to identify the language. I can do intelligence. Go for it.
6: 77. I have 80. 77 under 80.
0: Okay. You would be able to identify this as Turkish,
6: Turkish delight.
0: So now the question becomes, and we were talking, so I'm just going to clue the audience in here. So we're doing, we're going to do a little thing where like they're going to be able to get languages based upon them coming up with little stories about why they might be, have gone to certain cities along the Orient express and that kind of stuff. One such city along the Orient express is Constantinople, which one of the languages there is Turkish. Now, Pema has already opted into being French. Uh, so, Reginald, you can do a couple of different things here if you want to sort of take take ownership of maybe knowing a little bit of Turkish and having been to Constantinople at some point and devising some kind of backstory for why you were there and what sure. went wrong while you were there. Okay. Yeah, so then I'll do that. Give me, give me an int test, and we'll see what your skill in Turkish is. Whether it's so if you pass, we'll say it's 40. If you fail, it's 20.
6: I failed, barely- <laughs> oh uh, i'm gonna spend uh, i'm gonna spend the luck
0: yes do that okay so we'll say handlocked pass you are you are fairly fluent in turkish uh and i would say no skill role necessary in that case i will tell you exactly i will show you the translated version in that same place same handout uh and it says the skinless one will not be denied
1: Inless one will not be denied. I'll
0: translate that for Pema.
1: That and she's she just kind of took a little bit of loss of sand, so she's just sort of been looking mm-hmm. around, and so she's sort of not looking. Be like you, 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 you got up close and you looked at you looked at that that.
6: Oh, it's the close There's a no pin right here at his chest. The skinless one will not be denied. This is the skinless one. What will he not be denied of?
1: so the skinless one will not be denied is a note that was written on skin that was pinned to the skin of a dead skinless man? man indeed
6: you you can't be you can't be deny him
1: this Sh- sure i've
6: seen things this is nothing compared to what i've seen
1: I've seen things and too, he opens his coat and shows you, you the
6: see? electric gun.
1: <laughs> Don't, <and> she's like <laughs> shaking her head, like, yeah, but, but 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 that away, but but but
0: that away. By the way, it's oh. Istanbul, that's right, it's Istanbul. I forgot where I just wait. There's a lot of like historical scenarios in here where it is actually Constantinople if you play some of the historical stuff, but it's Istanbul. okay.
6: Uh, and and um, I'm assuming with that roll, there uh, that five roll, there's nothing else on him. That was it. So I'll button them back up. There's and, nothing on it. Yeah. It, there's
0: no other clues, no other anything. That's the only thing that that's sort of showing this, this chunk of skin on a flayed
6: man. I'll make a note of it because I'm assuming we've been making notes as we go through books. So I'll make sure to write this down and everything. Sure.
0: No problem. So you have a moment before this attendant comes back uh, who went off to, is there anything you else you wanted to do? Do you want, so is there anything else you want to do? Did you want to linger here, which means answering possible questions and things, or did you want to try to get out of here without having to be delayed by such and such? Let's get out. Let's get out of here, Pema.
1: Uh, Yes, because we looked at his belongings, what he was looking at, and we looked at him. So we've covered that. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yep. Off we go.
0: Okay uh so off off you go you we'll say because it's such a it's sort of it's very quiet there's not that many people it's possible you're seen it's possible you're not seen, but you're certainly not stopped uh because the cops haven't arrived, and so you're able to kind of just work your way out as fast as you can, uh probably leaving a a document or two behind. Uh, if someone really wanted to track you down, they might be able to because your reference was given, your names were given, that kind of thing. But whether or not that ends up being an issue, we'll we'll, we'll figure that out later. OK, so let's cut over then back to the Chelsea Arms Hotel crew. Uh, so, Killian, you had your conversation. Joseph, you're, let's start with Joseph. Joseph, you're in the room. Uh, what do you want to do in here? Well, clearly,
5: the straightforward thing is trying to do spot-hidden, looking in the nooks and crannies. But more than that, I'm a man that likes to set a stage, review the scene. Now, I'm not a doctor. However, I have experience in first aid. I've seen amputations in the field of war. I was raised by a cult. I've seen human sacrifices. I understand blood spatter. I'm looking around to see where there might be such a thing. Or if not, taking note that there is not.
0: Going from there. Okay. uh, So... So yeah, you're looking to see whether or not there's like blood spatter. So you're to basically to kind of do like a forensic assessment. I'm taking a look around. Like I, 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 you know,
5: there's the whole thing. What's one thing to open drawers, look under the bed. But more than that, he is curious to look and see if there is obvious blood spray. Okay. He's um, not a forensic man by any means. But- okay.
0: If you're just looking for obvious stuff, uh, there really is just this one spot in the middle of the room. Uh, there doesn't look to be anything that's been like splattered on the walls or the furniture. The room is in mostly decent condition. Uh, it's been rearranged a little bit. You would imagine probably because of the cops and such kind of move some things around as necessary, uh, but you don't, I would say, obviously you don't notice any blood spray or anything like that. Okay. So
5: I've got a strange idea in my head. Like I said, I'll, I'll look in corners. I'll open drawers, I'll check under the bed mattress, All the low nooks, I'll even look and see if there's any loose floorboards. But there's a part of me, a strange curiosity, to see if maybe the skin might have moved on its own. Like, crawl marks. Just a strange, creepy hunch
0: in my head. Uh, go ahead and roll we'll a spot hidden. <laughs> Joseph is a weird guy. Yeah, he is. <laughs>
5: I mean,
1: you. we were looking for train tracks indoors not that long ago. So, you know.
5: Oh God. Like triple Three star success. Under
1: 45.
0: The madness okay. is, is working. <laughs> so I will answer your question directly and I'll say that it does not look like that, unfortunately.
2: Uh good. Thank you. Like
0: uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else I might be able to give you though, uh, for that. Really, really good success. Um, hmm. If anybody
5: was watching, it would look like a madman reenacting multiple people how they would stand, where they would have walked.
1: He like fake throwing yourself. Exactly. Yeah, paper. he's like
5: pretending <laughs> he was somebody on the scene, replaying it.
0: Keep talking, keep talking. I'm trying. I'm trying to see if there's something I can give you. Um, hmm.
1: He's like. Throwing himself into the bed, throwing himself against the wall.
5: Now, hypothetically, if I was to hold somebody down and peel the skin off their arm, I would have done it here. I would have put their knee under their armpit here, wrapped around their throat here, and then I would have drawn across their skin here. So that would have been this. No, no, that doesn't fit.
1: <laughs> but, but then you have to think, what receptacle would you have had to put the skin in after it was retrieved?
5: Okay. Perhaps they okay. were holding the umbrella while peeling the skin.
1: <laughs> the not umbrella
5: going to be our going. go-to. <laughs> not where I would have gone. I'm not a smart you,
0: man, but I'm thorough. I'll give you this, Joseph. You you had a three-star three, three star success. You do notice uh, a very, very faint um, smudge near one of the windows uh, of this room that you think might, might uh, be... The tiniest bit of blood smudge, um, but it could also potentially be just assumed to be dust or grime or, or grease uh, for kind of opening whatever it might be. But you also then notice a, a very faint discoloration in one little particulate area of of, of the uh, of the rug here, and it almost it almost seems like there might have been a trail, but it was kind of partially cleaned up and you know that the cops wouldn't do it, you think someone likely, you could probably conclude, there's no real, there's not a whole lot to go on, but your instincts are probably telling you that someone came in, like uh, whether they came in through the front door or through the window, you're not sure, but you're pretty confident that whoever killed this man not only got out the window, but did a damn good job of covering their tracks in doing so.
5: Well clearly, if I don't know how to kill a person and keep it clean, This person's a professional. The case is solved.
0: It's not. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. And that's honestly all you you actually find. The place has been gone over a bunch. So like a lot of whatever evidence the cops might have gotten, they probably collected it already and filed it away. You have heard about the telegram and all sorts of other things, but like deflated, like you kind of got, as much if there's any other evidence they're either withholding it uh from public viewing didn't want to tell three random people who showed up at at scotland yard or they don't deem it important are there any um, like is this
5: a place that would have like writing materials like a quill or ink or anything like that
0: there's a writing desk nearby yeah you could you could potentially do that out of politeness i'll write a card look here and i'll set it next to the smudge that i found Okay. So just let me take a little note. All right. Got it. So the All police right. will just have this bizarre hint several days later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go back to Grigori. Grigori, you've been distracting this guy. You're well oh, yeah. aware that Killian and Joseph have long disappeared from the lobby. Is there anything else Grigori wants to do? Does they have a bar? Yes. There's a whole restaurant area and lounge and bar where people seem to be taking ample use of it.
3: Okay. Yeah, i they're doing their thing. I won't stop them. Uh, I have given them the distraction to get in. Uh, I will just go to the bar, uh, hopefully in a position where I can still kind of like see the lobby area. Have a nice drink. And keep
0: watch. Fair enough. Fair enough. Super easy. Okay. Uh, Killian, do you, what, do, what do you want to do after talking with this, uh, this cleaning woman, Nancy?
4: I suppose I would, um, uh, you know, continue to uh, see if I could find other people to to ask about. But, um, you know, I imagine that wouldn't produce very many results. So I would go back down to the um, uh, the bar area that I assume is like not too far away from the lobby.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's within like, no. like Gregory was saying. It's within sighted distance. And it probably as you come down, like you might even be able to see Grigori who has taken up a position. Uh and I'll even say that if you go and talk to other folks, you would have maybe even gotten some confirmation here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. but nothing as probably elaborate as Nancy gave you. Yeah. Um Okay. So you see Grigori flags you down. No problem. Yeah. Gregory, my good
4: man. Thank you.
0: Got you a drink.
4: Ah, you're too
3: kind. Well, now we just need Joseph to return. And we could finish our drinks and figure out what's next.
4: Oh, let's enjoy the moment that we have. I um, agree. So I came across the person who discovered the money.
7: Mm.
4: Uh, she had. You know, it it had affected her, clearly, but uh, not much else beyond what we knew, though. Uh, This one was young. That much we didn't know. Um, And this was the one where his arm was played. So um, I asked if I could see the room. She wouldn't allow that to happen. So Mm. hopefully Joseph was successful.
0: I'm sure he would. Let's cut back to Joseph for a second. Jeremy, is Joseph doing anything in addition to searching this one room?
5: I think at this point it's a matter of getting out of here, looking as nonchalant as possible, trying to just walk down the hallway. Okay. Uh, Roll
0: a stealth test. All right. I realized I I had an elegant dinner party sound that I just dropped in there earlier. Oh. Calm i was looking for like romantic first. i was looking for like some romantic <laughs> mood music between uh, you and killian but i didn't have any uh, yeah. other chances yeah
1: i feel like uh, uh let's just savor the moment now is probably that's not the first time killian has uh said that
0: uh 69 over 48 uh for joseph okay you agree with that i'm kind of okay with it yeah because it's kind of okay. like He's going through the whole,
5: it's the whole awkward thing of like the door that's already partially busted. He doesn't want to bust it more. He's trying to contort his body body to get through the tape, just stands up like kind of awkwardly like tips his head at another person in the hallway.
0: Yeah, you come out and you get like maybe like five steps. You hear a door creak open. There's a person kind of looking at you and maybe they don't see you exactly coming out of the door, but they see you a couple steps away, like making some sort of. Strange move, like non-natural while you tip of the cap, and they just kind of look at you and tip of the cap back, but with a confused look on their face as it happens. Uh, And then we'll say you make it down to the lobby, you see Gregory and Killian, the three of you together. What do you guys want to do now? I've got a whiskey for him.
4: I forgot something. Um, Which is... I I forgot to talk with the maintenance staff.
3: Oh, well... I could use another round.
4: Yes. Um another aviation for me when I get back, please.
0: Yes. Um I so I will say for the sake of moving it along and not yeah. not leading leading you down a path where there's nothing. Uh you will say part of your speaking with other people was speaking with the maintenance staff and you didn't really necessarily glean anything new from oh, them. Okay. they can confirm right. one or two things that Nancy told you and then some of the other things they give you are maybe just like random speculation, but none of it seems, I would say, to your ear to sound accurate.
4: Well all in all, Nancy drew quite the picture, but um it was nothing that uh, led to too much else.
0: Very well. Okay. Well. So we'll say most of the day has passed now. It's evening time. Pema and Reginald, you've had your time researching at That crazy instant towards the end of the day, the three of you visited Chelsea, Chelsea Arms Hotel, probably did some additional shopping here and there. And we'll say just for the sake of getting you all back together, um, We'll say sometime in the evening, whatever hotel you've designated, there's a few different ones we can look at, but we'll say that the five of you will eventually meet for dinner or or meet at a hotel or something like that, so you can kind of plan your next steps. And so we'll say, we'll fast forward a few hours, and and that's where we're at, the five of you are together. What would the plan be now? What would you guys want to do?
3: Well... The hotel had a little bit of information, but a listening and presumably what you two would share, didn't it mention that he owned some kind of shop as well? Or was that something Sillian uh, picked up? I don't remember. You would know that
0: already because you broke into that shop? We broke into it's it. that same mm-hmm. shop. Yeah, we shop. were okay. the one
1: that broke into it. Yeah. Okay. So
7: okay. we good. well,
4: it was more of a confirmation of it than anything else, but uh, you know it it almost seems like from what was described, that if they're taking different parts from from a person all the same name, like they're trying to reconstruct him
5: or make their own. Oh, here's a crazy thought. Have we already gotten your mention of the the skinless man? Yeah, please yeah, you provide bring that. the
3: skin back with you?
5: Uh, no, if- that is gross. <laughs> what if this person is controlling the other ones that are representing him? What if this man cut off his own skin, grafted it onto them, and somehow was then present with them as they traveled, and then he came to recollect it to make himself whole once again?
3: Mm. Honestly, that um, doesn't sound far-fetched. Given the circumstances of, we were in a basement, and the train showed up, and we got on and fist-fought ghosts.
0: Oh, I just fought. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. I didn't hear that. I thought I heard something else.
1: Would Would we have seen any pictures of the deceased Mehmet? Macriots that we would be able to compare to the Mehmet Macriot, um, owner of the store?
0: Uh, no, I don't think you would have. Uh, I'll say if you want, um, you can roll a luck test to see if you might just so happen to find a picture displayed in a newspaper and like a follow-up story or something like that. But I don't think as of yet you've had any reason to do so
1: you know, I am not the best person to roll luck checks for things like this. I also feel like it's my role in the stream to like have some things that I'm talking about while everyone else is like cracking the hell up about some other thing. And I'm just like really tootling I mean, along it really with the serious.
0: <laughs> uh, no, it's
1: funny. Cause I'm like feeling the. <laughs> I'll
0: let two people roll it. So you can roll it. We can have one other person roll it. It's fine. What are we rolling? Uh, one other luck test. I want Pema to luck. roll it and I want somebody else to roll it too.
5: A luck test, you say? Yeah, go for it, Joseph. <laughs> I think She's you're the just the man for it. the job. I think you're uh,
0: the perfect guy for it. I didn't get a great check. But still.
1: But he still succeeded. Which I did
0: not. Okay. So I'll say as you guys are, we'll say you're in you know, the hotel. Maybe uh, I think I had names. I think one of them was like the Carlton. Uh, I'll show you guys the Traveler's Companion and it kind of lists actual hotel names. It's pretty cool. Uh, we'll call it the Carlton, I think. Say that's where you're at because that's the that's one of the nicer hotels here. And that's probably where Gregori is set up. Um, we'll say, Joseph, you just maybe have a newspaper out. You're kind of flipping through it. and You can see somewhere buried is just sort of... Yeah, there's nothing there's no new information in the article, um, but it's maybe just discussion over what's going to become of this space now uh, mm. as the, the the search for, you know, more memets continue or something like that. And none of it seems sort of investigatively relevant, uh, but you do actually find a picture of the man and he is an older man. Uh, he is you would probably pick him in his 50s, maybe uh, at mm. least. Least late 40s, um, He, there are some superficial kind of similarities between him and the younger men, but the age is quite clearly different. Uh, I think I might even have a pick of one of, of them. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's clearly of a, a, a greater age. Uh, let me see. Go ahead and share this with you all, too. But you can tell he's a distinguished man. Uh, he looks to be sort of fairly well-to-do when you look at him. Uh, but he is most certainly not in his 20s.
5: Look at the picture. Look at the mustache. Look over at Grigori. Squint.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, I swear not quite it's not as,
4: me. It's not quite as voluminous.
3: True. He's got a good starter. Hmm. So I really, I like your idea that he's capturing people and putting his skin on them and making them do things and then taking his skin back when he's done.
1: This also has to do with a statue that was broken apart into different pieces and the pieces were spread all over.
5: And hypothetically, he may already have a piece. Each piece can grant power. The more pieces, the more power. Is it not too far-fetched to think if he already has a piece of the simulacrum that perhaps he can break apart himself as well, much as this relic has been broken apart? I Um,
1: shudder to think this, but so the elder Macriot has been missing for quite some time. yes. And is it after the disappearance of the elder Macriot that there have now been discovered these younger and deceased Macriots? Well,
3: yeah, the older one was missing when we initially started looking, and Mm. the other one started showing up dead while we were away on the train. So...
1: Those things could be related. Not quite Sweet sure emergence. how. If he is trying to do something himself, or if someone is doing something, has taken him. If he has, if he has gone off to do some type of experimentation, or if someone has taken him to do experimentation.
4: Yes. Well, Pema with that point, and Grigoi. You think that uh, he has a piece. Wouldn't we want to beat him to the second
3: one? I agree entirely. I mean, it's we either hunt him down and claim the piece he has, or we try and cut him off, keep him from getting the other ones. And there's a good chance if we're hunting for the other ones, he'll be hunting for the other ones, and we can ambush him along the way.
4: Well. Is there anything else we need to do before we leave
3: then? Have another drink.
4: <laughs>
2: yes, I, of course.
1: I believe the only Uh Killian, were you saying I think the only other bit of information we had here was that at least one of the younger Macriats was having issues with the Turkish embassy?
4: Yes, that's true. Perhaps we could go and uh, speak with the embassy. Not
1: entirely sure what information they could provide, but that appears to be the only further lead that we have here. Everything else is pointing us to locations abroad. Uh, Yes, but... uh, First uh,
3: stop for the rest of the pieces was in France, wasn't it?
1: Agreed. Agreed.
4: Well, Istanbul is in Turkey Perhaps we could uh, Stop in on a pretense that we are Heading to Turkey don't we need to go to Istanbul at some point Indeed hmm. Well Perhaps we could uh, use that as a Pretense of ruse And then Find some way of bringing it up In conversation
1: Well it it's been all over the news. Yes. these multiple mareats going uh, murdered.
4: yes, I'm forgive me, I'm having a bit of a moment trying to think of a good pretense, but uh, if we could think of one, I'm sure we could pull it off.
3: Well, I mean, The piece of skin, none of the others have that, and it just happened to be right where you two were studying. I would call that a warning. I would put in favor of moving sooner than later. Mm
4: -hmm. I agree. It was no coincidence. Mm -hmm. What did you do with
6: the skin? We left there. The authorities were on their way, and we didn't want to answer any questions.
4: Yes. Okay.
2: Well,
1: Mr. Cozolay, I, I do uh, appreciate your uh, wisdom that perhaps going somewhere where they're not likely to want to give us information about their nationals may not be the wisest choice. So, we want to have Russell up some tickets to Paris.
0: You already have them. I think Cozol already booked passage yes, for everybody. I've got five tickets to Paris, dice. You know.
3: Sorry, I'm very sorry. One thing, <laughs>
4: one thing I could do with this new kit that you got me, I could disguise myself as someone that would have reason to be at the Turkish embassy.
7: You,
0: so you I, could, but just, I don't, I'm I give you a point bit of concerned. Order. You could probably go in and talk to somebody at the Turkish embassy. Like that's not, it's not like they wouldn't talk to you. It's just a question of whether they would give you information. Like mm-hmm. That would be the whole whole thing. And yeah. even yeah. somebody, you know, that, that's all it is. Like you could walk. It's not like you guys wouldn't be allowed to walk in there and talk just from, but it would be like, you know, like any other situation where you would roll this or that to see if they would be willing to share information, especially if it's inform- private information, information that's not supposed to be shared. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I still
3: think if we're on a path to collect these pieces, as are they, and we keep them from getting them, and we're more than likely to encounter them along the way, we can use those opportunities to try and claim what they have.
4: True. Because if we we have more than them or even one, we're bound to meet them sooner or later.
3: That's true. And maybe we can learn all sorts of cool stuff and make, like, extra Reginalds to go with all of his personalities. I there see. was
1: a recommendation in chat that it's one of uh, Reginald's personalities that knows uh, Turkish. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> it really just does switches. work well. <laughs> it really does work well to flesh out a character of just multiple personalities.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, I You've convinced me, Mr. Kozl.
3: Let us make like a tree and get on a train.
0: Okay. So with that in mind, we'll say you spend one last night in your hotels. It is evening time. Uh, you have travel booked. Uh, we'll say you had it booked for Tuesday. Uh, that's perfectly fine. Uh, obviously, if there's any last minute things you could have, like if it's just basic character stuff, we'll say that that happens. Uh, and we'll say in the morning, you all you all head out uh, for your trip to Paris. Um, I think we talked and we decided you're gonna do the train ferry route as opposed to Mm -hmm. trying to book flight. Uh, And so London to Paris takes about eight hours uh, and it involves taking a train first from London to Dover, which takes a few hours. Then once you're in Dover, you take a ferry over to Calais, which is on the French side of the channel. Then there you book another train, not the Orient Express yet, that takes you into Paris. And it's in Paris well, where you could do some searching for, you have a couple clues and so a couple leads in Paris, and then also where you can actually hop aboard uh, the Orient Express. Uh, so here's what I would like to do um, during the travel time. Uh, so I said to you all, I'm going to give you like bonus skill points to spend as we finish certain chapters or so well, we're leaving London, we're finishing a chapter. Uh, but what I'm going to say is, uh, we're going to do like a little interlude to pass the time as we travel. It's not a very lengthy travel. Like I said, it's only about eight hours or so or nine hours, something like that. The, the ferry ride can, can sometimes, uh, fluctuate depending on the weather. Uh, but I would just like let's just do like our classic interludes. We played a lot of uh a lot of Savage Worlds and Deadlands and stuff. I really like the interludes, and so we'll just do that. Uh flesh out some characters. So London to Denver, very leisurely travel. Uh doesn't stop. There's no stops along this route, goes to the English countryside. You've seen some of this before, not necessarily you've seen like northwest, we're going a different route. Uh goes through Kent, across the the Romney marsh grasses, and then finally into Dover. Uh, And then then you kind of wait around to to sort of board a ferry while you're in, while you're in Dover. So we'll say everyone just kind of give me an interlude. What's something that you're doing during the travel, whether it's this initial, uh, this initial train ride to Dover, whether it's on the ferry, which again, is going to take a couple hours and then, uh, or, or even in the last leg. Uh, So we can go in any order. And once you do it, you're free to spend those bonus uh, five skill points uh, that I mentioned before. Okay. Let's do that.
3: All right. I will gladly offer myself up first. I will take the initial train ride and spend all of it at the bar. Schmoozing, getting to know people and their stories. I realized as I was trying to keep the hotel staff distracted that... Um, my money is only so charming in certain situations. So I am going to be just flirting with everything. Maybe uh, Killian's giving me some coaching lessons here and there. It's like, no, well, your mustache left to right, not up to down. You look like an idiot.
7: And make okay.
4: sure that you don't, you don't come right out with it either.
3: You do. <laughs> tuck the mustache in my mouth, and then when I'm ready, pop it out.
4: No, I mean, don't say what you want. Ah, let them let them arrive at the conclusion themselves.
3: Be coy. Yes. Lay the bait.
0: Let them come to me. So, Grigori, you spend your entire time uh, on this straight ride, this initial train ride, uh, yes. in this drinking car. You're talking with and Everybody. in some cases, flirting with some people uh and they have a limited amount of of uh, of refreshment that they can provide, but they will obviously provide sure. you some this is not as stately and extravagant yes. as or in expresses um, go ahead and roll a spot hidden test. you've got it.
3: I fail, okay. Uh, that is eighty-three
0: over fifty-two. Okay. Um you notice as you're, you know, as you're kind of on, on the train ride here, that much like the day before, it's it's horrible weather once more. Like Absolutely. these heavy clouds kind of start rolling in. Uh, you're talking to folks here and there, you're hearing some laughter, maybe you're getting some nice conversation. Others might yes. are kind of might be put out by you in some ways. Uh, but every now and then you kind of look out the window and you see it's getting you, you no longer see the countryside. You don't see like hills. You don't see towns. You don't see kind of a landscape. You just kind of see this kind of gray, vague fog, an occasional rumble of thunder. And you see like these shadows here and there kind of in the in the fog. No one else in in this this dining car, this, this drink car seems to have any care about it at all. One or two of them might even be just kind of staring out the window. Uh, others, no one seems to be bothered by it, but as you're watching, you're just seeing like these shadows kind of flicker and move around here and there. You hear the the crackle of thunder, Mm. uh, and you can no longer, you just can't see anything. It's not too dissimilar from your time on the Doom train. Was going to be my next question? Is it bringing back
3: feelings of the similar kind of.
0: So when you look out, you don't really notice the precision of those world lines where we saw like the, the, the train kind of looping and looping. And then that one, uh, that one passage that got kind of tossed around that kind of made those lines. You don't really see that it's more blurred and vague, you know, you, you can't quite make it out. Uh, if you like, you can't so you you missed your spot hidden, but if you want to roll a listen, you can do a listen as well. You do that instead. Very well.
3: Very well. Nope. Uh that is 20 uh that I needed to hit and I rolled a 60.
0: It's kind of loud in here. There's a lot of conversations Absolutely. going on. None of the conversation is particularly interesting. It's a little unsettling. Uh, but since nobody else seems to be unsettled by it, maybe you just had one too many. Maybe that's all very it well. Is. It happens to the best of us. Fair enough. Uh okay, we'll kick it over to somebody else. What's somebody else give me a little interlude of your time on this trick?
6: You know uh, Reg... oh, you first. Oh Reginald. Okay. Hey, Reginald picked up um some tools before leaving, and he's gonna use them on the various locks around this train. He wants to improve, he, he remembers you know, being in strange places and awkward situations and feeling trapped. And he wants to be able to get out of situations when needed. So he wants to, he's going to work on his locksmithing, toying with locks here and there um, on the train.
0: Yeah. So you kind of get up here and there. There's like, there are, I would say some, some compartments. Uh, Again, this is not like this luxury. People are staying on this for days on end, the way the Orange Express is, but it still nonetheless has some private compartments here and there. Not necessarily for overnight stay, but at least for people to just sort of stay in here and there. And so you're able to kind of experiment with that from time to time. Um, I'll say at one point, when you kind of go up to, to one of these uh, uh, one of these doors, uh, roll a listen roll, uh, but roll it with a pen. Actually, no, don't roll with a pen. Just roll a regular listen. I was like, it's terrible. It's- <laughs> just roll a regular listen. I rolled a four. I- okay. Wow, oh, under twenty. Wow. That's crazy. I know I have a 20. So I was like, <laughs>
6: don't give me a penalty, Jeff, because I'm not gonna make this. <laughs> okay.
0: You um so you're so you're kind of messing around with this one lock, you're kind of tinkering with it here and there. And you've been going, and each time you go up to one of these doors, you kind of listen in for a second, listen for quiet. And if it's quiet, or if you hear anyone inside, you you know, you, you if you hear someone inside, you don't pick the lock. That would look really terrible. Uh, but but so you lean up against one, you listen for a second, and at a certain point you you think you hear kind of mumbled voices and then you hear the sound then those mumbled voices start to kind of shift and they stop sounding like voices themselves and you just hear like ding dong and then it and then you hear another ding, and you just hear like these back and forth where what would otherwise be a conversation between people is just almost like these chimes or bells in this sort of muted manner almost as if they're like kind of conversing with one another. Now it's up to you whether you want to proceed with the locksmith rule.
6: Oh, let's try it.
0: Okay. Go ahead and roll a locksmith test. Nope. Failed. Okay. Do you want to push it? What happens if I push it? So if you push and fail, uh, something bad can happen. Uh, meaning, <laughs> like there, there's, there's going to be consequences. Like, some likely someone's going to catch you doing this. Uh, it was probably the most likely consequence. No, because uh, I only have a twenty in that as well. That's why I'm looking up. Up it. So. Okay. No. <clears throat> so you're listening in, and again, you, you don't know where else the bells are coming. It's very localized through, through this. You, like you lean back and away, and you don't hear it. It's only when you put your ear up against the door and listen in that you actually hear this conversation. You kind of curiosity overtakes you. You start messing around with the lock, and. You've opened like three of these, and they're essentially the same lock. But for some reason, this one seems a little bit more convoluted, a little bit more complex, and it just doesn't open. You kind of stand back for a second, and you hear, the, you hear a door open up from down the hall. Someone steps out, and you realize you kind of have to stop what you're doing, or else you're going to be caught. Uh, but you're not quite sure what exactly is going on inside there. Okay. Uh, Would anybody want to do another thing on this train or the ferry? Uh, Remember, there's a second train, too. So if you add something for a train, we can always do that. Anybody want to do something on the ferry, maybe?
4: Uh, uh, Killian's going to start thinking about what all clients he has in that that area. And one comes to mind that I was really into the meaning of dreams. And um, how they used to perform some exercises together, where, like, throughout periods of the day when they would um, be out to lunch or um, on a stroll, uh, if something strange had happened, to look down at your hands. Um, And then, as uh, you were laying down to sleep, to imagine an object in your um, mind's eye and rotate it. Um, So, he's going to um, start. Uh, Working on basically that lucid dreaming in order to prepare himself. Um, And uh, uh, that way he can have her interpret his dreams um, because he believes fully in that.
0: Okay. Um, When you, we'll say it maybe at some point, like that requires you maybe at some point, maybe to doze off or something here or there, or maybe you don't even realize you doze off, but you wake up. Or maybe you just come conscious, like become conscious once more after you kind of let your mind drift. And as you're kind of shifting around in your seat, you hear a crunch kind of underneath you. Oh, that's on. Let's see what's under here. So you kind of get up, you kind of lean forward, and you pull out what looks like a crumpled piece of paper. Oh. Let's see if there's anything written on it. You unfurl it, and you notice that there. There's only one thing that seems legible, and it seems to be the the kind of the header of this this piece of paper. And it's the Chelsea Arms Hotel. So it looks like this is this is like the the header for for this particular piece of piece of paper. But then everything else on it is just this kind of jumbled mess of letters just letters Mm -hmm. dozens of them in no particular order not written in lines they're some are bigger than others some are smaller some are crooked some are lowercase some are uppercase some are written in different color ink Uh, some seem like they're written by a child's hand others by you know something almost calligraphy like Uh, it's just this this jumbled mess
4: I almost think that this would be one of Reginald's notes with how different the handwriting is. So I will, you know, study it, but I don't know if I'll see anything from it. And uh, other than that, I will store it away for safekeeping and uh, uh, perhaps I can uh, show it to some who. You know, I'll I'll go to Reginald because um one thing in psychology I would know is that um different personalities also have different handwriting.
2: Okay. Uh
0: so yeah, if if, if you take a look at it, Reginald, uh you will notice the same thing. Like the header has the Chelsea Arms Hotel. Uh, the only thing that's really it's it's a proper printed uh, uh, top of the letter. Um and then there's again dozens of these letters. None of them look I would say like whatever, whatever um, personality is occupying Reginald currently, none of them look like your handwriting, even if you, if you even like just kind of experiment here, none of them really stand out to you. And some of them are very noteworthy and in, in, in terms of like their style uh, and nothing I would say immediately stands out to you as being your penmanship.
4: Uh, so. You know, after that, I'll just kind of um hold on to it and uh, um you know, see if it would mean anything uh or well, just if it would ever come up again, but uh with the different letters and everything i'm I, I have a feeling that this will come in useful later.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you just tuck it away in the pocket of your jacket or you find a bag to place it in whatever it might be, put it away yeah, for safekeeping.
4: Perhaps as, uh, um, I'm doing that exercise well, I'll try and th- think of the shape of each letter and how it's written, um, and rotate that letter in my mind's eye.
0: Okay. And can I continue your, your, your practice? Sure. Uh, and then finally, uh, Pema uh, is there anything you're doing aboard this ferry, or you want to do aboard this last leg? One thing you will notice, I would say, on the ferry is that the weather is quite poor, uh, and that it's a very, it's not a very pleasant uh, ferry ride. Uh, and so it's kind of sloshing around, and you're, some of you might even be feeling a, a touch of nausea, a touch of seasickness. Nothing, nothing too terrible. Uh, you hear the same crackling uh, of storms. Uh, you see many other people who are kind of wandering about and in with a ferry like they're actually first class and like second class cabins and things like that and others that are just sort of in the more standard place uh more kind of communal in a way uh but it is uh it is not a pleasant ride uh and then there's the the final leg of the the journey there anything for you Pema
1: uh, yeah, so Pama, um, you know especially during the ferry ride where there's not really much to look at the weather's poor outside and so uh, she would kind of be under uh, you know kind of some cover and she's traveled uh, with uh, Mr. Kozel before um, and so um would like to throw out there that um, kind of over the course of their uh, interactions before that uh, Mr. Kozel is um, better than pema at uh like card tricks so i'm trying to improve sleight of hand so i'm imagining that um pema would kind of go over to mr Kozel, uh, looking a little kind of green around the gills so to speak uh mr kozal i do believe i'd need a bit of a uh distraction from this absolutely uh, awful weather
3: absolutely my dear you look quite rough at the moment
1: yeah it's i i i left uh breakfast back there i'm hoping Mm. to maybe settle a little little bit before lunch uh that's those tricks that you were showing me i know it's been a few years and i think my uh i've gotten a bit rusty with it but uh perhaps that might take my mind off of the incessant uh back and forth of this uh
3: Absolutely, absolutely. I just happen to have one of my car, deck of cards right here. Just find a dry place. Show you a little the old razzle dazzle, as they say.
0: So you find a a spot. Are we on the Are we on the ferry, Pema? Is that where yes? We're, at? we're on the ferry. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you're kind of sloshing back and forth. You find a spot, maybe towards like one of the communal areas. You place to sit and you hear as you're kind of going through and doing this practice and practice, you hear the sounds of kind of people laughing, some people shouting, like a kind of a, a ruckus. And as you and Grigori look over, you can see that on the other side of this fairly long communal chamber where there's a handful of like these bench seated areas where you can see a, a couple folks. It's not as the fairy isn't as as... Uh, as full perhaps as it might be some other days, and you can see that there is a group of people that is sort of drunkenly moving about. Uh, you can see many of them are uh, are wearing quite flamboyant clothing, very very colorful in some regards. Like like it, it doesn't look like travel wear. And you see them kind of moving about and they kind of stand in front of a, a group that's sitting at the bench and they start kind of gesticulating wildly. You get this sense that they're kind of performers, like you're not sure if they're street performers, beggars or whatever. And they start going through and they're kind of handing things out. And then they kind of come up to you two. And as as they get close, you realize they're all, all the clothing is soiled. And stained, you can see very clear uh, very clear stains. you're not sure if it's drunk, you know if, if it's like they've been drinking, they do smell somewhat like booze, but you're not sure if it's like those are new stains, old stains, extremely colorful, very court jester like. They almost look like they're wearing clothing from another time. Uh, they, they're clearly costumes. Some of them are wearing masks, others like hastily donned makeup. And they're clearly drunk and swaying, and they speak very poor English. Uh, and one of them you can see is, like, occasionally ringing this really tiny bell. Like, it's super small, but they're doing so in a very large way, like, with a big, long sweep of his arm. Uh, and they're trying to, like, they're trying to talk to you all, uh, the two of you. Um, go ahead, if you would like. You can roll a no or an intelligence test uh, to identify... The language.
1: Uh, Pema's got into 80, so.
0: Yeah, but I think you also have a bonus for doing no rolls. Don't forget. With your talent. Your pulp talent. I think gave, I think you chose the pulp talent that gave you a bonus die for no roles.
1: Uh, so For my photographic memory.
0: Oh, okay, fair enough.
1: So I I would say that probably doesn't
0: come into play no, no, no. here. It doesn't come into play here. It's all just being able to recognize language.
1: Are you kidding? All right. I will spend the four <laughs> luck to get a success.
0: Okay. Grigori, how'd you do? Oh, yes.
3: Let me roll that for you. Uh, 81 over 80. I will spend one point of luck.
0: Okay. Both of you would be able to recognize this as Italian. Uh, so they are they are very much speaking Italian.
2: Uh I don't think, uh, do either of you speak Italian? Uh, not currently, not, uh, yes, as I do. Would you I
3: like do, to say you do?
0: Yeah, you're welcome to come I up. did
3: spend a good amount of time uh, in the boot, one might say, uh, on fishing expeditions. Hmm. Uh, it's also a short hop over from the northern African coast, and I've spent a lot of time game hunting just take a little ferry, get on a train, head south.
0: I uh, probably
3: spent a good amount of time. Sure.
0: Roll an in, in test to see how fluent you have come to 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 be with the with with, with Italian. Uh, not very well. <laughs> no. I mainly oh, really okay. just where's the bathroom, where's the bar? So you could say ninety
1: two over sixty.
0: You yes. can take language, Italian, uh, 20%, which means that you're not getting necessarily everything they're saying, but you're piecing together. It's, it's maybe you think it's like a, a Hamlet, maybe it's Hamlet. It's something about court intrigue. It's about like, you can definitely tell like there's something about princes and kings or queens, some royalty of some kind. Uh, and, and it's, it's like a, like they're doing like a brief scene, and then after a certain point, they they kind of hand out flyers uh, to both of you. I'll and be
3: relaying what little bits that I can suss out from it and gladly take a flyer.
1: Okay, I feel like Pema would just sort of be kind of like listening to what you're saying and just say, you, you just made that last bit up, didn't
3: you? I did not. I promise. <laughs> I don't think I did. It, this is what it sounded like.
1: I think you are pulling a fast one, as they say.
3: Not intentionally.
1: <laughs> so it's just good
0: natured. Kind of fair enough. Joshing. Yes. And then I think we didn't do Joseph, actually. Joseph we did not. Know not think about it. I don't think we him. did. That's fair. You know, some people
5: get green in the gills from this bad weather. Some people already have greenish gill-like appearance. <laughs> I started off drinking. Was talking about France. Started off great. We were talking about... When we ran out a whole little village for Scaramouche, we filmed there. Then I got deep in my cups. I started talking about how miserable it was to have the French gas mask, the M2. For some reason, U.S. troops believed that if you urinated on it, your own ammonia in your urine would help neutralize the effects of gas during that horrific war. And I had this buddy that was so dehydrated. He begged me to piss on his mask. And I realized that I'm terrible conversation right now. And I just need to dive into the water because that's where I feel at home. It makes me feel at peace. So I dive into those horrible waters and I go for a swim to clear my head because I realize I'm making an ass of myself.
0: So uh, we'll, do, we'll say you do this probably once the ferry reaches the dock or something. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it's extremely cold uh, as it's wintertime. And yeah. so you, when you pop out, you are probably not <laughs> feeling all that great. And it is a, if you're not, if you're, if you get out relatively quickly and, and sort of dry yourself off and find a fire while you're waiting around for the train in Dover, you could probably warm yourself up. You are taking a significant number of strange looks uh, at your, your behavior as people are kind of staring at you for the strangest of things. And and I would say your listener role, regardless of what it is, you probably hear an occasional
2: is he really a fishman? I think he might be. An actual fishman. man. Look at him, darling. Fish man, get a fish. fish. Um, I, I will say this,
0: though, Joseph. You do notice something kind of something does sort of stand out to you as you're kind of given a hand to come out. Maybe Reg, your buddy Reggie comes and gives you a hand out. You may have noticed it, on, noticed them on the on the train from London to Dover, but didn't really think about it too much. And maybe it was on the ferry. But now that you're here, like... Everyone's kind of staring at you, but you do notice like there's these two guys kind of staring at you. Both of them are wearing this sort of kind of dark trench coat, dark hat. Uh, you can't really even get a sense of their like the, their eyes is just sort of covered by the brim of this kind of wide fedora, and they're kind of just sort of watching you for. Even after like the hubbub of your of your spectacle of swimming around in these wa- these frigid waters uh, starts to subside, when you hear the sounds of uh, of people kind of calling for the the and you're in Calais at this point calling for the the train everyone to board, uh, you uh, you notice they've kind of been staring at you this whole time. You kind of board the the train, they kind of sit in a car near you, and they just everyone's just sort of like they're just watching you. They never talk to one another. They wave away any attendant who comes by uh, if they ask them if they need anything, and they're just sort of staring at you the whole time. I'll just make sure to wave at them and say, nice hat. Okay. So you say, nice hat, and they kind of look up at you. Then they, as you say, they kind of exchange a look at each other, and they look at you once more, and they wander past. Or you wander past, I would say. So... Finally, uh, as we're kind of doing this last leg uh, of the travel, you guys are traveling through uh, basically from Calais to Paris. Uh, Again, not a very long amount of time. And so we're going to end tonight with you all pulling into Paris uh, and getting arriving. We're going to start up Paris next time. As you're kind of collecting your things and and getting your stuff together, um, kind of hop down uh, off the train car. uh, You're going to sort of Kind of collect whatever it is you might have collected. Uh, Pema, Grigori, you guys are, you guys are kind of still practicing your tricks. You've got those little invitations, Grigori, You see yours. It's just a, a sort of a vague reference to some sort of traveling acting troupe. The mm, it's
2: this.
0: not it's not well it's not well laid out. Pema, on the other hand, uh, when you look down, you have a completely different different flyer in your hand. It's a, it's, it's a broadside. Uh, it's, so it's got this kind of flamboyant lettering. It's stenciled in some way. That's what Gregory's is. Pema, you see yours. Yours is sort of faded. It's got water stains, or it looks to be even a footprint on it. It looks like something that was just sort of picked up out of the gutter, off of the streets. And you see this sort of vague lettering. It's French, which I believe Pema speaks. Yes. And you see Leroy en jaune, which Pema... You can see it appears to be some kind of advertisement for an opening of a play a play that as you translate in your head is one you have seen prior in your life yes it, it just says the king in yellow and we'll end there and we'll pick up uh, on you being in paris and pema having a flyer to an old uh, an old showing of the king in yellow so we're on there
7: hey
0: hey we did it as we're in paris you did it All right. Uh, We have a new map to switch to and stuff. It's great. All right. I think the
5: pub crawl could have been fun.
0: uh, We could have done that. (laughs) We could have hung out in London the whole time. Screw the Orient Express. Uh, You guys just, we just, you just call the cab that you're in all the time, the Orient Express. And that's that. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) All right. Let's do some closing plugs so we can get out of here. Uh, Jeremy, tell us about this, this Patreon. Yeah, Aaron Reese on Patreon. If you got comics, maps, tokens, other fun assets, check it out. Perfect. Uh, Chuck, tell us, how, what's OK doing this week, man?
3: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Wednesday, we got our alien, All Fear the Ishtar campaign. We're playing Space Pirates, uh, where Jeff is the captain and Jeremy is his son, who's reaching those teenage years. So things have been a little little testy. Oh uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fridays, uh, we've got our America campaign mutated teenage monstrosities. So if you like, you know, teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, Cadillac and dinosaurs, toxic crusaders, really dumb things like that, then, uh, this could be the campaign for you to watch. Uh, and every single, uh, Tuesday and Thursday over on our YouTube, we're dropping our Pathfinder uh, Age of Ashes campaign 20 minute episodes, easy to digest, where we all play goblins and just make John because John's running, we make his life as hard as possible.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Adam, about Grim and Perilous, man.
4: Yeah, uh, Grim and That's our website. You can check out any of this, of the games that we have made, supplements we've made for said game, and um. If you want to follow, there are socials at the top of the website as well. Um, you know that there's all that stuff you can find YouTube, Twitch, um, Facebook, etc. So, um, yeah, give us a follow.
0: Perfect. And Matt, what about you, man?
6: We're on Garblei Games Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're still making our way through the Shadows of Atlantis campaign for Actun Cthulhu. We're going to finish British Honduras this week and uh, start the uh, the next section because there's not a lot left in the one that we've got
0: right now. So perfect. perfect. Yeah. yeah, we made a mess of things last Thursday. No, oh, it's all it's all right. I can fix the mess. <laughs> OK, uh, as for us here, uh, our next game is tomorrow night uh, as our buddy Steven is going to be running some forbidden lands. Continuing our Beneath Ash and Snow campaign. Uh, Friday, we will be back to Conan where Aaron will be taking the, the GM seat, uh, as we're playing, uh, our Conan, D2, uh, 2d 20 system, uh, Saturday, we'll back to one ring. Not only are we back to one ring, uh, but it's a very big and very important episode is episode 50 of our campaign. And we're giving away like a ton of stuff. Uh, Free League has been kind enough to give us uh, some uh, physical copy uh, of the bundle to give away, and a couple PDF copies as well. Uh, and then uh, our buddy Eric from uh, from Norse Foundry is going to be given uh, is going to be letting us give away some some dice rewards, or at least some some gift card rewards for you to spend however you want to spend over on Norse Foundry. Uh, so definitely come come early because we're gonna spread the gifts out. Uh, and so for those of you who join the uh, the stream early, you're gonna be able to get a chance at some stuff. And then we're gonna do some stuff in the middle, and we're gonna do some stuff at the end. Uh, so uh, whether you can be there the whole time or not, you're gonna be there for at least one or two giveaways. So uh, come hang out for that. Lots of stuff. Uh, And then next Monday, we're going to be doing Holler. uh, And it was we alternate between Holler and Horror on the Orient Express. Check out the YouTube page, obviously. Adventures in Lollygagging for all the other stuff that we have going on. Uh, And uh, we will be back in two weeks with more Call of Cthulhu Horror on the Orient Express. Thanks for everyone hanging out tonight. Thanks for uh, the raid earlier on by Lords and Ladies of Fate. Uh, We are going to pay it forward. We're going to raid Happy Jacks RPG. Uh, so whether you're watching this now or later, uh, thank you. Uh, follow, if you can, if you don't mind, follow Chuck. Follow Grim and Perilous. Come hang out with us on Garblag as well. Uh, and we'll see you all next time. So, bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Uh-